Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to listen in wherever you're at and hear the Word of God and the truth preached. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Marion, Idaho, and this week we're airing a message entitled Repentance. If you would like to hear this message again or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. He had it all. And he just wanted more and more, and that appetite, that sweet tooth couldn't be satisfied. So he went out into the world, and he squandered it all, and then pretty soon the basics started looking pretty good. He says here, man, my, the hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. He, he had changed his mind. He had, he had expressed sorrow and he will express more sorrow uh, as we go here. But he says, I will go to my father. There's the will. He gets up and does something about it. And will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. Notice, I've sinned against heaven and before thee. Unlike Esau, who was just, give me a blessing, give me a blessing. He, he realized he sinned. He, first of all, he sinned against uh, God and and. And, and then against his father, and, and watch this one now, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. That's a sure sign of repentance. He asks no quarter. Now his dad had other ideas, amen? And his dad gave him the kiss of forgiveness and the clasp of affection, the robe of adornment, the shoes of protection, the ring of honor, and the feast of provision, the words of appreciation, and the joy of gladness. But that's not what he was asking for. He said, let me just be one of the hired servants. You know what that is? That's repentance, folks. That's repentance. Well, Lord, I, I'll, all right, I'll consider getting right with that thing if my wife gets right about the thing that she needs to get right about. I'll go forward and someone else goes forward. I was in a meeting years ago. I may have told you this story. It was in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it was one of these meetings where you had morning service and evening services. And it was the first day of the conference. It was a, um, I think it was the first, it was the first day service, morning service. It was a Tuesday morning. And I'm there and sitting in there and I'm one of the, you know, keynote speakers or whatever. And, and this guy preaches and you ever, somebody gets done preaching, you feel like you need to go find some clothes, like you, somebody just undressed you. You just feel exposed. And I did. And the invitation is given. And, you know, the Lord's pretty clear what I needed today to go forward and pray. And I'm arguing with God. And nobody else is going forward. And finally, I said to the Lord, Lord, all right, I'll go forward if someone else goes. And sure enough, as soon as I said that to the Lord, a little 10-year-old girl with pigtails <laughs> got up out of her seat, went forward and started praying. The Lord said, okay. Now go. And I thought, you know what? I better go. This is going to get more humiliating <laughs> the longer I go. 
But I remember arguing, Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm a keynote. And the Lord said, yeah, you're a keynote speaker. And you're going to be up there by yourself if you don't go. Make me as one of thy hired servants, he said. And look at verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. Now, that's what he was going to say. He didn't get much of that speech out, did he? And he arose and came to his father, but it was yet a, a great way off. His father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. Someone once said, if there are a thousand steps between us and God, he will take all but one. He will leave the first one for us. The choice is ours. That's all he had to do is take that step toward the father. And the father ran toward him and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. Dad isn't even listening to him. Father said to his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring hither uh, the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and, it, and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. It involves the will. It's a sinner taking direct action against his former actions. He is repenting of those actions. Frederick uh, Charrington lived from 1850 to 1936. And most of the action in his life is just before and just after the turn of the century. He was uh, a member of the wealthy Charrington family in England who owned the Charrington Brewery. His, uh, his fortune was worth $66 million back in the late 1800s, just before the turn of the century. One night he was walking along a London street with a few of his friends, and the door of a pub flew open. And a man, staggering drunk, staggered out, cursing and swearing, with his wife hanging on to his arm, pleading with him. Please, the children haven't eaten in two days. Please, I haven't eaten in a week. Please, if you must stay, would you please give me a couple of coins? And he cursed and turned and hit her in the face and knocked her down on the pavement. Sherrington and his friends were, were horrified. And he ran up to the man and pinned the man's arms against his back. And his two friends went to, to minister to the woman's wounds. And finally the police came and took the drunken man off. And, and they took the lady to the hospital. And then as Charrington brushed himself off, he noticed a lighted sign in the window of the pub. Drink Charrington Ale. The multimillionaire brewer was suddenly shaken to the core. He realized that his confrontation with the violent husband would not have happened if the man's brain had not been awash with his family's product. When I saw that sign, he later wrote, I was stricken just as surely as Paul on the Damascus Road. Here was the source of my family wealth. And it was producing untold human misery before my very eyes. Then and there I pledged to God that not another penny of that money should come to me. You can look them up in the history books. 
History records that Frederick Charrington became one of the most well-known temperance activists in England. Renouncing his share of the family fortune and devoted the rest of his life to the ministry of freeing men and women from the curse of alcoholism. He started a home on a little island in the middle of a river just nearby the east side of London, which was the down and out district, and spent his whole life helping men and women find Jesus Christ, get off of alcohol, and get off of drugs. Uh, One journalist decided that he fit the description of Jack the Ripper. Well, he was the right size, and he, he knew that part of town. Well, there's your proof. That's how the world looks at the Lester Roloffs of this world. That's how much they hate the work of God. You say, what did that man do? That man repented. He turned. And so how is repentance produced? Well, it's, it's produced by, by preaching. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God and the salvation. You know what America needs? It's not a better Republican Party. It's not a better media. I was going to say a better Democrat Party, but what would you do with that? You know what America needs? America needs preaching. Most of you know the story of Alexis de Tocqueville. When he came to the United States, French philosopher was involved with the giving us the Statue of Liberty and all that. And, and, and that long quote, almost poetic quote, where he says, I look for the, the, the greatness of America and her, her commodious harbors and, and her commerce and, and, and her politics and in her industry. And he went through all these things, education and so forth. He said, but not until I went to her churches and saw the pulpits aflame with righteousness that I understand the genius of America. And he said, America is great because America is good. If America ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. You know what produces repentance? Preaching. You know what else produces repentance? The blessing of God. The Bible says, the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. When we get the sweet tooth for life, or we think that God owes us not just the basics, but but, but all of the fringe benefits as well. We cease to be thankful. How about this one? The chastisement of God. Revelation chapter 3, Jesus said, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth. And it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled Repentance by Pastor Rick DeMichael. Repentance is critical and important. Without repentance, there is no salvation, and repentance is connected with becoming saved. Repentance qualifies us for a pardon, but it does not entitle us to a pardon. It is faith in the finished work of Christ that entitles us to that pardon to be saved. If you are listening here today and you are not saved or unsure about your salvation, and you want to be with Christ up in heaven one day and experience the magnificence of God himself, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church at 208-888-4545. That's 208-888-4545. And someone on the other hand will be glad to help you and walk you through the plan of salvation. 
As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information. We also invite you to join our live streams on Facebook and YouTube for weekly encouraging messages. And if you just so happen to be in the area, we have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45, a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m., and our midweek service on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Our services have nurses available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college-age groups. Thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth, a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and may God bless you in the coming weeks and days ahead.